0: You're listening to the Brand Boost Podcast, an exclusive look at who's doing business right. He's your favorite brand correspondent with more tweets than the Bible's got Psalms. Here's your host, Vincenzo Landino. Welcome to the Brand Boost Podcast. This is your host, Vincenzo Landino. I'm coming to you from Florida, Southern Florida. The beautiful weather is really putting me in a good mood. I'm not going to lie. I feel like a new man. It's about 81 degrees right now. And yes, I'm recording this at night. I'm actually recording this late at night. And it's about, mm, yeah, 81 degrees. It's perfect. Anyway, wanted to talk to people a little bit about... This is going to sound really, really different. But why a gym membership is usually a bad investment. If you can make the comparison... By the end of this podcast, you win a tweet from Vin. Ooh, that sounds kind of cool. All right. So let's, let's just go into this why I want to talk about this. So I recently signed up to a boxing gym here in South Florida. And it is something I never thought I would do. But it's a great workout. Really enjoyed it. Been doing it for four or five days now. In a row is what I mean. Been doing it for four or five days in a row. Feel a completely new person i've uh, been really active i've always had a gym membership um i was one of those people that would have two or three gym memberships at the same time because i'd get bored of going to gyms and seeing the same people and yada 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 um but i wanted to draw a comparison to going to the gym and we'll talk about it towards the end but you have to hear the comparison the comparison will be purchasing tools for your business or purchasing software memberships that you don't need and why those are usually a bad investment depending on the tool or platform but let's talk about gym memberships because gym memberships are one of those few monthly bills that you usually feel good about much like that brand new shiny piece of software that you might invest in Uh, usually it's for your health uh, the promise of a leaner physique improved energy whatever it might be that's drawing you to the gym could usually masks the proven drawbacks of a gym membership. Uh, you know the most important factor to consider is that by and large most people that pay for gym memberships don't go to the gym. yeah I just said that most people that purchase gym memberships don't go to the gym. The average monthly cost of a gym membership is $58. Out of that amount, $39 per month goes to waste due to underutilization. That's because 67% of gym members don't go to the gym or fail to go regularly. According to a study in 2005 which was paying by uh, paying not to go to the gym. It was an economist Stefano della Vigna uh, said the average gym attendance is lower than 4.8 times a month. Now let's stop there for a second. Let's draw this comparison. Is there a tool that you have that you're paying for 10 bucks a month, 20 bucks a month that maybe you use 4.8 times per month? Uh, yeah, I can think of one. I used to, I signed up to Buffer. I had Buffer for the longest time. Buffer is a social media platform or a social media tool that helps schedule out posts, tweets, LinkedIn posts, Pinterest pins, you name it. Sounds like it's a great time saver. Sounds like it's a great tool. And you know what? It may be great for some people. However, I realized that I was scheduling far less as I tried or as I moved to be more authentic in my interactions online that I was rarely using the tool. However, I was paying $10 plus per month for quite a while. Well, that money adds up, right? So, same thing. Fitness centers, software service apps, they know this. In fact, it's part of their business model, okay? Commercial health clubs need 10 times as many members they can fit in the door in order to just be profitable. Planet Fitness, which is one of the large gym chains, as an example, has an average of 6,500 members per gym, even though their average facility only holds 300 people. Uh, Low-priced gyms like Planet Fitness have the most extreme disparities because it helps them keep their prices down. So they're banking on you not going to their gym, much like plot uh, tools, software, uh, anything that we invest in. I, in fact, this it came as a surprise to me. I had a uh, subscription to the uh, Harvard Business Review magazine that I read for about three, four months. Uh, this is going back two or th- even three years ago that I just ended the subscription to on my Kindle. And I was paying about five bucks a month for it. So you do the math. Uh, In order to remain profitable, these gyms, these low-priced gyms or these lower-cost tools, are actually targeting the people who really aren't the people that really will be using their tools. Or if you're a gym, people that really aren't gym people. Okay. So weight rooms and intimidating equipment are often in the back. All right. The lobbies look more like hotels or coffee shops, restaurants. I mean, you've seen it. You you, you listening to this may actually be signed up to one of these gyms. It looks like a retreat when you walk in the door. And all the hard stuff, all the serious stuff is in the back. Right? And gyms are also really notorious for, for making it almost impossible to cancel your membership. Well, I'll tell you about a tool named Nuvi that I was once uh, a user of that had a near bulletproof contract that would not let you out of or they would not let you out of no matter what okay and this is a tool that's 500 bucks a month you do the math imagine paying that for a year yeah um but why do people continue to throw their money away why do we always sign up for memberships in the first place if we're not going to use the tool if we're not going to go to the gym that study we talked about a little earlier by uh stefano de la Vigna concluded that it's because people grossly overestimate their willpower to go to the gym. Again, I'm drawing a comparison. People will grossly overestimate their willpower or their good nature in using a tool they sign up for. I wanted to use Buffer. I wanted to schedule out all my tweets. I thought it was going to save me time. You know what? It didn't. I had to find the time somewhere to do it. Uh also participants in that same study were offered a choice between a $10 per visit package and a monthly contract of $70. The monthly contract is a better deal because the more you work, um, the more you work out, because obviously if you worked out every day, just once a day, or even if you worked out twice a week, you make up your money, right? Well, most people chose that option, thinking, "Wow, well, of course I'm going to use the gym." You know, more than seven times. Well, they only ended up going to the gym four times. They paid seventy percent more per visit than they would under uh, the other plan of the the uh, per. Um, yeah. Anyway, you know what I'm trying to get at. <laughs> they only ended up going to the gym four times a month. Therefore they actually were throwing away 30 bucks per month, right? Which adds up to what? about $360 a year. Well, you do the math, after about 5 years, you're looking at, you know, close to $2,000. That's a lot of money. Uh, this false optimism happens because because of what economists actually call hyperbolic discounting. It's the tendency for people to increasingly choose a smaller re- reward now over a larger reward later. So this is why people so frequently tell themselves the right day to exercise is tomorrow. Uh, Decision fatigue also plays a role uh, as making the choice to exercise depletes a certain amount of willpower. The choice is, is especially difficult and especially exhausting for those who are not already in the routine of working out or attending a gym consistently. Again, let's bring this back. Decision fatigue plays a role. The choice of using a tool depletes a certain amount of willpower or let's re, uh, let's replace willpower with time. Uh, yes, Buffer was going to save me time and I'm thinking to myself, okay, mm, alright, I'm going to start using this tool, right? And, and it's always tomorrow, it's always tomorrow. Finally, I suck it up, I'm going to use this tool uh, and then what happens? I'm not using it consistently. I, I, with good intention, I sign up for the tool or I sign up and I use this platform. However, I don't find myself on it often enough to make it worth my while. Let's just kind of remove the motivation problem and and put that aside for a second. People still like the idea of being locked into a contract, right? Joining a gym is an interesting form of what behavioral economists call pre-commitment. They're picturing the new me. What's going to happen if I go to the gym three times a week, become become a physical fitness machine, In other words, when we sign up for gym memberships, we think money will motivate us to go, but it does not. Think about that for a second. We think money will motivate us to use a tool, but it doesn't. Oftentimes, we are being marketed to by tools as entrepreneurs, as small business owners. We are being marketed to for tools that we don't need, but we think by spending the money, we will use it. But it won't. This is why there's a lot of alternatives cropping up. Right? There's an app called Pact, which focuses on direct monetary rewards for keeping your fitness goals. And deductions if you don't. There's a 2009 study. The University of California, Santa Barbara, found people were more likely to work out if they were rewarded with cash. So money clearly plays a motivating role in terms of fitness. Um... The gym model doesn't seem to be the one that works for most people, minus the gym owners, right? Just like those tools that you purchased, they work for the company that's collecting those checks, but not you, the person that should be using it. There's also those that take full advantage of their memberships, their subscriptions, uh, it's not just the underutilizers, utilizers that keep health clubs profitable, but also the super-utilizers. These are the gym rats. They pay for a lot of extra services, personal training, supplements, snacks, drinks. It's the uncommon, regular gym-goers who don't spend any extra cash who are getting the best deal. If you know the gym membership model works for you, there are other ways to save money, such as signing up during off-season, um, there's there's so many different things you can look into, and I don't want to go into that here, but try signing up off-season. That's usually when you get the best deals. Uh, for everyone else, there's plenty of great things you can practice at home, other alternatives. Uh, the important thing is that you exercise, right? So again, it's not about using tools in our business. It's not about signing up to the latest and greatest. It's just about getting it done find a way to get it done find an alternative because I guarantee you there's something you can do to make it better I guarantee you there's something you can do to replicate what that tool is doing without having to spend money Uh, I've, I've consulted numerous businesses who were trying to spend money on tools thinking it would save them time talk them out of it talk them into investing in themselves, investing in learning how to do it themselves, program their mind into doing uh, the same tasks that many of many tools would do for them. And you know what? They learn more about their business, they learn more about how to take control over their business than they would have before. Hey, if you liked this quick little discussion, or not even really a discussion, kind of just me talking, let me know. Tweet at me at Vincenzo Landino, or tweet at us at Fifty Two Creative. We would love to hear your thoughts on the gym membership model uh, as as an idea or as a um, you know as a concept, and how you think it plays a role in the way software businesses pop up, or how they are marketing to others. Uh, let us know. The very, very interested. I, like I said, I am enjoying the sunny, beautiful weather here in southern Florida. I will not forget to do an Italian lesson because I know you are all waiting for one and waiting to listen to one. Um, I had a few people reach out to me that were actually asking, are you going to keep doing the Italian phrases? And I said, well, of course I'm going to keep doing the Italian phrases. Like, that's the thing to do. Like, that's that's my little, you know, ke- catch at the end or kicker at the end. So I don't want to forget. But, uh, you know, here it is. Let's do a little bit of dialect Italian here. This is a quick little phrase. Quick, quick, quick. It's che palle. Che palle. Translated word for word. As what balls, exclamation point. It's the short and sweet equivalent to what a pain in the ass. So tack it on to the end of any annoying activity for added emphasis. We have to climb all those stairs? Que Or mumble it under your breath when someone causes you general agitation, like put a scarf on or you'll get pneumonia. Que Yes, that's something I've heard numerous times in my life. And I'll probably continue to hear it until the day that I am no longer around. On that note, please leave ratings and reviews for the podcast. Hope you enjoyed yet another episode. We will be uh, having podcasts all week. I have a special episode coming for you on New Year's Eve, so be sure to listen in for that. I promise you it will be amazing. Ciao. This has been a Vincenzo Landino.com production. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the Brand Boost podcast, please give us a rating, write a review, or subscribe. Head on over to brandboostcast.com forward slash subscribe.